0: October 27, 2021, so watch for Pedro's show. Happy Wednesday. Started off with, people, last Friday, I got this in the mail. John Coltrane's I Love Supreme record live in Seattle, October 2nd, 1965. I got it. Now, the original's 33 minutes. He only did live a couple times. Only two of them, I think, were recorded. This is one of them. The other one he didn't like very much. And we don't know, because this was a private recording from the guy who played flute on home it's A guy named Joe Brazil. He's a teacher, too. And his widow found it he passed away anyway it's 77 minutes that's including the interludes which are basically three of them are bass solos one's elvin the drums but uh i got this friday last week and listened to it 15 times straight through it's about 18 hours now of course i conked during some of that ain't superman but i still swimming in it but this was just part one of love Supreme acknowledgement Right, there's four parts of this suite, and then the interludes, like I said, and it's incredible. I recommend. It's, you could tell he knows it. He wrote it, you know. But the balls to like, hey, I, you know, wrote this intense thing. Now you (laughs) want, even though you don't know it, you want to jump in and jam on this. There's a lot of two bass stuff. This guy Donald Garrett, is playing with Jimmy Garrison, and uh, I mean it's just it's. This ain't uh, karaoke, okay, people. This is beautiful. (laughs) And then after that, we got from the Taiwan Housing Project, Ideal Body Alignment, which kind of fits in in a parallel universe. Okay, we're going to talk about the lady behind that uh, because of those uh, software engineers in Estonia with their SCAP invention. Uh, (laughs) I got (laughs) with me Miss Killen
1: Lunsford.
0: Welcome aboard, Killen.
2: uh Hi, thank you um So it's actually Kylan I don't usually correct people I'm not good at that I, I usually just let it go But I figure for this
0: Sure, uh, sure, you can be Kylan In fact, you can be <laughs> anything you want It's your right Just because some idiot Pedro gets it wrong again <laughs> <laughs> No, no, anyway We got to thank Brother Bill Nace for The Connect once again He brought more beautiful music into my life Thank you, Brother Bill where are you speaking to me yes. from, Kylan?
2: Thank you for having me. And thanks to Bill as well. Um, I am in Philadelphia.
0: Okay, we're fucking brother Bill is.
2: Yeah, South <laughs> Philly. South Philly, baby.
0: That's right. That's right. I, mean, I remember <laughs> South Second Street. There were A lot of gigs used to be there Pontiac Club, yeah. Uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And uh, boy, hard to find parking, especially on the weekend.
2: Oh, yeah. But it's I love terrible. playing
0: there. I got to play near there, some pad called Revival. For a little while, it, was, it looked like a bank building, but I got to open up for Schooley D. I got to meet him. He shook, Hi. came, shook my hand. He said, hey, I'm Jesse. He was beautiful. My homeboy, boy Mike, awesome. and James was with them. He had code money on the... It was a mind blow. 100 miles of the train ride from New York City, Amtrak. I remember, because Kim and Thurston came to see that gig. Okay, so I'm interested in your journey through music, so please bring your earliest... Musical recollection, memory, whatever.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I think that this is really early. And actually, um, I would need to ask my mom um, what year this would be about. But um, it had to be, I was like three or so, which I know like a lot of people, when I start telling stories about when I was three and four, um, with some vivid detail, they, they seem to not believe that I can remember that far back. Um <laughs>
0: But, but they think you're uh-huh. jive?
2: <laughs>
0: What'd you say? They think you're jive? You're bullshitting or lying? Or Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, yes, I think. Yes, I think so. Um, but whatever. I, yeah, I fuck them. It's memories. a
0: from Pedro's Show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs>
2: Um, so, yeah, I I was born in um, Bluefield, West Virginia, and um, we lived with my great-grandfather. My dad was still finishing college. He went to school for uh, mining, engineering, and my grandfather was a coal miner, and also my dad was a coal miner at the time while he was um, finishing up college, and um, all my great-grandfather's uh, for good friends were coal miners or the wives of coal miners or whatever um so anyway there was a man that was like I I felt like I thought of him like my grandfather but um he wasn't a relation he was just a coal mining like old coal mining buddy of my great-grandfather's and anyway he would like he's actually the person who bought me like my first boombox and I was really young obviously as I said I was like three or something and he he bought me a bunch of tapes like you know, things I liked and wanted, and then he bought them. But I remember he had this, like, one tape that we would listen to when we would drive around in his truck. And it was, um, I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was a promo. So he was, um, he smoked cigarettes, and I think it was, like, some kind of, like, promo from, like, Winston's or something like that. But I remember it had the Warner Brothers logo on it, and uh, it had the two songs I remember from it. He ended up giving it to me, and I would perform to the songs when I was, like, four or five, um, because I kept it for... I I probably still have it somewhere, because I'm kind of a little bit of a hoarder. um,
0: You know, I do remember Winston's song, though, Kylan.
2: It was like a. We put joke
0: words to it, okay? So this is from my grade school, right? And I'm 63. I'll be 64 in December. But it it went. Winston tastes bad like the one I just had. No filter, no flavor. Tastes like used toilet paper. That's amazing.
2: But they had a
0: real song that didn't have that shit. But we were, of course, mocking them. And this might have been the song your uh, grandpa slash friend, family friend was playing. I don't know. But look. It made no so it
2: was actually it had so sorry it let me get to the point sorry i'm I'm rambling but it was um so it had the Judds, have mercy on it and it had um Hank williams Jr. oh so it's
0: a it's a compilation tape
2: it was a compilation okay. tape but it was like it was like a promo thing for like you got it with the cigarette like you turned in so many i don't know how it worked but you know what I mean it was like
0: so many coffin the, it, nails, and you get a free couple.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was like, it was This Ain't Dallas, Hank Williams Jr., and The Judds Have Mercy. Those two songs were on it. And those are the songs I remember so well because I loved them and I would perform to them and I would sing them all the time. Oh, you and learned like,
0: them. Okay. Okay. So they did make an impression on you.
2: Oh yeah. There's like, my mom has, um, she like videotaped me cause, um, My parents for like Christmas or something, they got me this like microphone that was like some sort of thing. It took batteries and it had like you could hit these. um, It had a bass that you could hit these like buttons on it. You would like stomp on them and they lit up and you could change like maybe it had echo and reverb or whatever. I mean, it was like a toy, but it, you know. No, But
0: would you say that was your first musical instrument?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Now, was there other instruments in the pad? You know, everybody saw Deliverance, right? was there a guy on the porch <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck actually, it. that's just actually, a lame joke kylan F- fuck that no no it's beautiful mean, uh it ain't dueling banjos though because one of them's a guitar
2: <laughs> yeah one of them's a guitar exactly well the funny thing is so um that joke is like my dad would like tease us and try to like you know my family's like really like Uh, my dad's side is, like, really into, like, horror movies, and my dad would always, like, joke with us about, you know, trying to scare us about things like that. And he, there was this, like, family that he would talk about that um, he'd say, they're gonna get you... And it was like they were these like, you know, this like kind of urban legend. I mean, I think he made it up, or like my great grandfather did, that they were like these inbreds that lived in the hills and they were gonna like like kidnap us. Like <laughs> or like the hills have eyes or some shit. Um, so anyway, that's not too far off. You know
0: that so. movie at the end, John Voigt, you know, he's laying there in bed, he ain't getting to sleep, okay? <laughs> he ain't getting to sleep. You know, and it ain't really those people's fault. They brought the shit into their, yeah, whatever James Dickey, you know, trippy book, trippy film, probably the best one I like, Burt Reynolds. I mean, there's some inconvenient questions there. Oh my god. Oh
2: yeah, definitely. Oh my god.
0: And like Sly Stone said, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at anyway. So what, what oh, was there yeah, musicians? Was there people playing stuff like guitars or fiddle or
2: um um no, not really. Like there weren't too many people playing instruments around, except for so my great grandmother, um she was um she was a pianist actually and I mean, pianist sounds actually like a little too <laughs> like highfalutin' for what she was, but she she with all due respect, she played um like in she played like honky tonk piano and like she would play at um silent movie theaters and things like that. Obviously this oh. is before my my time. No, but, but that's
0: kind of an improvise, right? Said so they'd watch the movie because there's no sound and they're providing right. sound, yeah.
2: Yeah, so she did that and she was she could she was like a, you know, a scotch drinking, cigarette smoking, like sort of like tough woman. Yeah. And so she played, she played in these kind of like, you know, these like juke joints or whatever, um, in Appalachia. And, um, so the that, that's
0: <laughs> there must've been some kind of circuit, right. Between the hollers, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, what about at school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that?
2: Um, when I was in elementary school, uh, you know, one of the, one of our classes was band or music class or whatever. And, um, you know, they had us each assigned to an instrument and I wanted to play saxophone. Yeah, I was obsessed with saxophone from like, again, it was like four or five years old. There was this TV show that was on in the eighties. That was like a sitcom kind of thing about these girls that were like orphans they lived in an orphanage um it was called rags to riches and anyway every once in a while they would like break out into song (laughs) and they would play they would play you know like the hits like big bopper kind of like uh you know chantilly lace or something like that it was like it it had that kind of like kind
0: of like a musical You know, a Um, musical has, like, regular acting, and all of a sudden, they fucking, the whole town bursts into song and shit. Well, it was
2: usually just the kids. Like, they would be, like, you know, but it was kind of that way, like a musical. It was incorporated into the thing. like, they'd be cleaning or something. Like, oh, we're in trouble. We have to clean the orphanage. And then to make it fun, all of a sudden, they, like, pull out their instruments and start, like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, right. But Mickey, like somebody was just talking about something like that. Let's put on a show. Maybe it was uh, Mary who was just on the show. Stop it! But uh, something like this, Mickey Rooney and uh, Judy, Judy Garland. Let's put on a show, right? They did about a hundred yeah. scenarios. There. You gave me this music here, Little Claw. Okay, Winter uh, Wonderland. Oh yeah. I, I want to play Little Claw. Oh yeah. Our show That chunk of music started off with Little Claw, Winter Wonderland and People. I'm privileged with the world premiere of this tune. Kylan, thank <laughs> you so much. Most kind. And then we had uh, Kira. Kay's got a new album called K, uh, called Kira. and uh, In the Quiet, then Hen Boggle from his new album, Screenshot, is the tune. SLWCC Watt, this is my collab with uh, Sam Lock Ward out of Iowa City with Get Shitty. And he wrote, like we made this cassette EP. It's got 40 tunes, and it's like 10 minutes long. So he would have me, uh, he'd write me these lyrics and write these tunes, put bass to them. Really interesting trade files. And finally, Taiwan Housing Project again, Tammy and her friends. <laughs> great, great, great <laughs> tune. So uh, let's get back to that microphone.
2: Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry, I'm kind of being long-winded. Yeah, no, I no, it's to... all
0: right. Let's get back to that microphone, because you're, you're oh, using okay. it like an instrument, right?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was singing and, like, performing, and at some point, my my mom or my dad or whatever um, recorded me, like, you know, performing songs. I would perform songs every once in a while.
0: <laughs> so those were your first gigs?
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, uh, I was always really shy performing. Um, oh, you
0: didn't tell us how saxophone worked out. Did you ever get to go on it or maybe try oh, other no. people so, want to do?
2: Oh, so that's what I was saying. I'm sorry about being long-winded. So yeah, I, I didn't get to play saxophone. They stuck me with trumpet and I was very upset and not into it. I was just no. not inspired to play it because I yeah. really wanted to play saxophone. Sure, there sure. was a little... There was a little girl on that show that played saxophone, and she would yeah. do those kind of, like, like uh, you know, like, Little Richard, like, style, uh, you know, and, like, from Little Richard songs, like, that style, like, saxophone, lead, You know, there's a
0: great Little Richard solos. story with saxophone. He was playing some, like, country fair or something with a real high stage, and when the sax solo mm-hmm. came, he grabbed the guy by the back of it. He might have been a little high. Okay. So but he threw the, you know, blow, right? Like gig yeah, with Brother Steve. Yeah. So, but he threw him off the stage. The guy broke both his legs. He kept playing, though. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> All the
0: way down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you give up trumpet, like fuck this shit. What, like after a semester or something?
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm not committed to it. I mean, I did what I had to do in the, you know. Yeah. What black. was the
0: first record you bought with your own money?
2: Oh wow, that's a that's a tough one because um, remember those BMG like clubs? Yeah. Like yeah. BMG, like CD for a penny. Right, and- right. It was
0: first Columbia House, and then BMG bought Columbia, Sony. Right. Yeah. That. Right. So that's how I, I got into it too. For a dime, I got ten eight tracks.
2: Yeah. So th- it's hard to say because I I remember doing that, um, but I guess. Okay, so so one thing I, I remember buying, and I still have the receipt for it, because like I said, Damn. I'm kind of a hoarder. I don't normally hoard paper, but it was a very <laughs> formative experience yeah. for me, so I kept the receipt. But anyway, it was uh, Lydia Lunch, Roland S. Howard. Oh, yeah. Uh, shotgun, shotgun Wedding. No, okay, that's yeah, a good that
0: record. As, that's a fucking great borders. record. Of Borders. Yeah. yeah uh, let let me tell the listeners. A Roland record. Howard's from uh, Birthday Party, and- uh, Lydia Lunch, of course, from Teenage Jesus and Jerks. And, and yeah, this is a that, great collab, that that record. Wow. And what was the first gig you saw, Kylan?
2: Well, the so the first gig I saw was with my parents at the state fair or country fair. It was Crystal Gale. <laughs> but, yeah, that's
0: all right. She can sing.
2: Yeah, yeah. But um, no, she's cool. I'm yeah. I I love uh what is it? One from the heart yep. with Tom Weiss. Yeah, so, but the, the first concert I went to on my own was with my cousin, and it was like, m- my parents dropped us off. It was the Cranberries and Toad the Wet Sprocket. It was like 1995. Cal- I
0: think they were California Toad, and the other guys were Scotland, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so after this nightmare with the trumpet. Like the summer
2: of summer. Three. Yeah, the trumpet foisted okay.
0: on you, right? And you, fuck this. Mm-hmm. When, when's the next time you, you get musicals? uh
2: the next time I get musical after that is oh wait I skipped something sorry I forgot about this so when I was um when I was like kindergarten to third grade I went to catholic school and we had a singing group that would like perform out and we had matching outfits and you know we traveled and did different performances and anyway I sang in that group it was called rainbows of love and we actually released a tape um, it was just something that like people that went to the church could buy, but it was like professionally made. Like it had a cover and it was printed. And um,
0: you, you went know, to a all... studio then, probably.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we went to a studio and I sang a verse. I remember a solo verse on this one song. It was called "Wouldn't It Be Great?" And it was like, "Wouldn't it be great if the world was uh, if the world didn't have selfishness and hate." Um, and people had, I can't even remember. And it was like, my verse was about like, it was like this sort of little like narrative snapshot of like a homeless person and like how they
0: need help, you know, whatever. They're like living this
2: existence and that we should help them and stuff like that. Yeah. So mine was, uh,
0: what would Jesus do?
2: What would Jesus do? Yeah. Yeah. Most
0: people don't like to talk about it, right? But that's like trying to apply it right there. So that's pretty heavy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean that that's pretty yeah. heavy uh, as this thing. Okay, so you already got ready for touring and stuff. Yeah. This, uh, early experience, but okay, let's jump now past the trumpet thing. When do you get music? Oh, okay. Program? Sorry. No, you, there's no problem. Uh, no problem.
2: Um, so then after that, I believe the next thing is um, when I'm in middle school. Okay, when I'm in middle school. I mean, this was like a kind of failed attempt. Um, my friend and I decided we wanted to perform. So there uh, there's this record label. So at this point, I live outside, like, I live in Manassas, Virginia, which is pretty close to D.C. Um, my friend and I are really into, like, you know, college rock, quote unquote. And, like, there's this band, Tuscadero. They're on Teen. B. Oh, yeah. Record.
0: I got to play with them <laughs> once.
2: Oh, cool. Oh, well, yeah. share the
0: stage. Yeah.
2: Oh, awesome. Yeah, so so we loved all that stuff. Well, Jenny, we, we,
0: who's in that band? The, uh, there's a lady in that band that I knew.
2: Yeah, the singer's a woman. I don't re- remember
0: yeah, her name. <laughs> Look, I have to continue this story, Kylin because we're at the end of the first hour, October 27, 2021. Just oh, okay. why people are so special guests. <laughs> I got it right, right? Kylin Lunsford. Hold tight, oh, hour okay. two. October 27, 2021, second hour watch from Pete Rose (laughs) Show. Watch for Pedro show. Start off the second hour. Taiwan Housing Project, Subterranean Pedigree, Bama's Prendon from the DC area, more more, close to uh, Richmond. Uh, I think VCU people. Uh, Busting out of the playpen. (laughs) Black humor from the city over on this side. Adult people's rights, okay. Landowner from uh, England, Phantom Vibration, Kylan Lunsford, Sewerland. Okay, so you see this band Tuscadero, and you and your buddy want to make a band like this.
2: Well, so we wanted, so we wanted to play one of their songs at the school of talent show. So oh, we, okay. we tried. We tried out for that and they didn't, they rejected us. So that's why I said that was my, that was my next failed attempt. Um,
0: God, you don't even make the talent show to be told no. You're told no before you. What a bunch of dicks. Now, you know Tuscadero, right? It's also the name of some lady on uh, Happy Days. That lady, that actress was the first woman I saw play rock and roll. Susie Quattro, bass lady.
1: Mm. She opened up for Alice Cooper.
0: I was like 16. Yeah, because there wasn't a lot of... There was ladies in rock and roll, but you didn't see a lot of them, not to the movement. So anyway, that was fucked up of of them. So (laughs) you you had enough negative experiences to make you hate music, but you kept going at it.
2: Yeah, so then the next one was like... I mean, I did try to take guitar lessons, but I was so bored by it. Like, I just wanted to play what I wanted to play... And I wanted someone, I'm like, okay, just show me, like, the basics to do, like, to play, like, a Chuck Berry song. Like, I just wanted <laughs> them to show me how to play. I remember telling the guy, I, I was like, I like Chuck Berry and Johnny Thunders. Can you just, oh, like, yeah,
0: great. Show, me, show me how to play like that? And, you know, they're very um, related, too. I think Ch- uh, Johnny Thunder learned buttloads off Chuck Berry.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, But he had his that, own thing,
0: too. I, he was beautiful. Both those guys.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm but
0: fascinated. you know, there was some righteous old uh, R&B blues guitarist ladies like Memphis uh, Mini. Oh,
2: yeah. You, you know yeah. about that,
0: right? I oh, mean, yeah. No, so it, raw. Nobody brought it out, you know, but these, these, this stuff was happening. It was happening. Even Bo Diddley's uh, rhythm guitarist, right? He had a lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So nobody could teach you that, what they wanted to show you, at the Metallica stuff or something?
2: No, I think I'm just impatient and Ah. I'm kind of like, I'm like ADD and I just want to like, I I don't like reading directions. So that's kind of like an indication of where I'm coming from. Maybe (laughs) I just want to like dive, dive into whatever it is. And I wanted to like, just do raw shit. Like I didn't want to just like be like playing like hot cross buns or like whatever. No,
0: you want your hands full of it, man. You don't want to be just touching little tactile. You want to be in it. Yeah. I, I can so, do
2: that. Yeah, so then it was, like, I finally met um, – I met this guy, like, by accident. I used to, like, get rides to D.C. to just, like, go to whatever random show was happening that night. So whatever night that was, I got, like, dropped off at the Black Cat, and I was just, like, hanging out there. I think it was actually the Dirty Three – I think the oh, Dirty yeah, Three
0: played. man, Warren. Yeah. Look, there's another connection, because Warren Ellis – is main music man for Nick Cave now, which right, right Howard played guitar for in birthday Party. That's <laughs> all connected. Right. To
2: right. So that, that was a really exciting show for me. Cause I hadn't really heard music like that before.
0: Wow, um, beautiful. I got to know, jam I, with them. We were like the filthy four when the big day, out. This <laughs> was like in the middle nineties when I was helping the portal for Pyro guys. So, but, oh, but awesome. this gig is like a, a sea change for you.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because, So I had never seen music like that before or heard it. Um, And then also I met a guy who, um, so I had fallen asleep after the show because I was waiting for a ride and I fell asleep in like the bar area. Like there was this little alcove that had seating and I fell asleep in there and he came and he like, he tapped on me and was like, are you okay? Like there's a, there was like a guy kind of like watching you and I'm just trying to make sure like you're okay. And I was like, Oh yeah, like I'm fine. Thanks for, you know, thanks God for, me. for looking <laughs> out for me. So anyway, he like, he's like, well, I want to talk to you about, I, I wrote this, I wrote this script for, he was like, I just like shoot like films on like a, uh, on a, uh, what do you call it? I'm about to say eight, eight track, but yeah,
0: oh like no a, no. A super eight. Yeah.
2: Super eight. It super meant eight, eight millimeter,
0: yeah. the size of the little.
2: Tray. Right. Yeah. Eight millimeter. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he he like he had written a script out and he was like showing it to me. He had a notebook and I was like, wow, this guy's kind of out there, but but he seemed cool and like nice or whatever. So of course, you know, I'm I'm like sixteen or something, and he's like, I'm like, can you give me a ride home? <laughs> cuz i think like my ride like wasn't coming anymore. It was like yeah, i was right. there until the end and like waiting for someone i don't really remember. But anyway, so luckily he wasn't a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Fucking we
2: ended We ended up becoming friends and from there he was a person that was into a bunch of bands that like um, you know, just like kind of improvised and like didn't play um as like rudimentary as like people say like Chuck Berry riffs are or something to me, it was still like, Oh, I don't know how to do this. He was like, play my, this friend of mine that I met, his name is, is Gary. Actually, Gary was just like, he's just like playing. I mean, he can play really well too, but he was like listening to stuff and like, um, was getting into more like improv, like improvisational, like experimental style stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that really, I kind of latched onto that and just was like, oh, I can just, like, make sounds. And, like, if they sound cool to my ear, like, that's good enough. Like, there's no secret or something that I need to unlock here. Or permission um, that
0: you need to get.
2: Right, you know, right. That's important. Uh,
0: that's really important. Look, I, I want to play some more Taiwan housing project. He gave me maintenance of an application. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show that chunk of music. Maintenance of an application Taiwan Housing Project. Then my daddy ate my eyes with B's for Baroque. I think a Baroque. No, Trocadero, Philly, downtown. That was a burlesque. Mm. That's not Baroque. That's burlesque. <laughs> yeah, b <be> word okay. <laughs> Love Bounded by Water. The Crisis of Desire. And finally, Taiwan Housing Project. In a cartoon, I can sing. <laughs> so people off air, I was enlightened to the fact that actually Little Claw was the first project or as an earlier project, then Taiwan Housing Project. But uh, let's continue on the story. Does this lead up to Little Claw?
2: Um, Sort of, yeah. I mean, so at that point I'm in high school, I guess. And then uh, Gary and I jam, like we, you know, I do some vocalization sort of talking over like this sort of chaotic music. And then uh, we're using like a two, uh, two-track TASCAM, I guess. And so there's that and that doesn't really I mean, it doesn't become like a band or anything. It's just like we just mess around. And um, and then I moved to I graduated high school, moved to Seattle and then or, or Washington State, Tacoma first in Seattle. And I started a band. I put an ad out in the weekly in the weekly there, the whatever in the hell it's called, the stranger, I guess.
0: Yeah. Stranger.
2: Um, Yeah. And so I put an ad out in that and someone contacts me like instantly, like the day the ad appeared and then meet up with those, those guys, two guys that are playing together. Then from there I meet, uh, they recruit this guy, Heath Heemsbergen, who ends up being the guy I start Little Claw with.
0: Oh, okay. Was there anything made of that band or was it short-lived?
2: Um, Yeah, we recorded a couple times, but we never put any of it out. Um, It was kind of like goofy, or I don't know. I mean, some people thought it was cool. I just, it it was sort of like by, to me, even though, sorry, even though I heard someone write, or I saw someone write about it at some point. In the last few years, and they said, oh, it was like an eclectic mix of, like, goth and, like, rockabilly and, like, da-da-da. To me, it wasn't eclectic. I thought it was, like, kind of more by the numbers, but I guess that's just based on what I really wanted to be doing. It was by the
0: numbers. Right, right.
2: But, Your um,
0: expectations didn't match the reality on the dealio. Did this band have a name?
2: Yeah, it was called the Dark Places, but I was just the singer because right, I wasn't right. confident. Even I though you put conscious. out, but
0: you put out the ad to get the band going, it ended up not being right. your band in a way.
2: Yeah, well, I I I advertised myself as a vocalist because I wasn't confident playing an instrument live or anything. I, I didn't feel like I was. It, it it was something I enjoyed doing and could like mess around at home on or like write songs. But I felt like, oh well, I need to like leave this up to the professionals or something, kind of. <laughs> Even though I loved, like, you know, like I said, I was into all this like music where people were like totally unpracticed
0: and like right, right. Uh, exploratory, you know, experimental. Yeah. yeah. Look, we're at the end yeah, of the second like hour, this hour had... October 27, twenty twenty one. Dish Wapibo show. Special guest: Kylan Lunsford. Hold tough. Hour three. <laughs> <laughs> October told 27-2021 it's the third hour of the Lot from Pedro show Pedro Show, third hour, start off with Little Claw, Frozen in the Future. Then reboot with the last and seventh part of The Gullum. Retelling of that tale. Re-inventing. Uh, in, Re-realized, re, 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 I should say. I, E-Y-E. Hand grenade after that. I can't, Foreign people learn in English, right? Ice, I-C-E. I, E-Y-E. How the fuck could you ever learn shit like that? Anyway, Team Dresh. Uh, they're from Olympia, not not far, right? The other state. Yep. Uh, no, capital yep. capital of the state, and uh, mm-hmm. Team Dresch, Donna Dresh, incredible bass lady, and this is her band, Team Dresch with Hand Grenade. So, and then Little Claude, Disordering of the Senses. So, you and Heath, Little Claude starts out as a duet.
2: Um. Well, it starts out with us. Um. So at this point now, we've moved. We move a lot. Um, at this point now we're in Detroit. It's the summer of two thousand and three. There's a blackout. Uh oh that, that happened were, to the like,
0: Stooges with Sonic's at the I, yes, I, I remember this ha- exactly. We had to make up the gig years later.
2: Yes, I remember it too. I was at work, I had tickets to go. I'm, like, so excited because I'm leaving work early, and then the fucking power goes out. And <laughs> it's like, I was kind of happy at first because I'm like, oh, I can leave even earlier. But then it was like, oh, wait, no, this is, like, a crisis. Like, this is, like, an emergency. <laughs> oh, shit. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, like, Heath and I were living um, living in Detroit. Actually, I was living in Hazel Park. He's in Hamtramck, but, you know. Um,
0: I know Hamtramck's and- uh, Paychecks. Smalls. Polish uh, enclave of Detroit there. I think the most bars per block at one period.
2: Right, right. So (laughs) right, right by there. Um, So he, uh, he and I are like, just like trying to pass the time, right? With no electricity and everything. So um, I'm hanging out at his house because my apartment was unbearable. Um, And we're just jamming on like acoustic guitars and, I don't know. We wrote a bunch of songs and then we were just like, well, fuck it. Like, let's start a band and I'll actually play guitar this time.
0: Right. And this is the I'll first batch. Be- okay.
2: Yeah. Cause he had been trying to convince me to play guitar. He wanted to take dark places and like turn it into a thing where I was what Little Claw became like the singer guitar player. Okay. And then he played like rhythm guitar. Okay. Okay. That's that's what he wanted to do in dark places, but I kept saying, "Oh, I don't know, I can't. Uh, I feel uncomfortable." Yeah. But eventually, like this happened, and and we wrote songs, and I had. What about I the first stuff
0: little stuff. claw gig? What was that like?
2: Oh, the first little claw gig was amazing. So, um, there are actually three three gigs. I think. Um, we they were in Ohio. There's this band, the Bizarros. Do you know yeah, that band? Yeah, sure, sure. He's, 70. Yeah. So I had written to the, well, he said it'd been pen pals with the guy, Nick Nicholas from the bizarros at one point. And then I started writing to Nick Nicholas and then I told him we had this band and like, he's like, Oh, we should. And I was like, we'd love to have you guys play and like play with you guys. And they kind of were starting to like practice again and had new songs and stuff, but they hadn't played out, I think in a while. So, anyway, we got them to like do a show, like three shows with us. We did this like little mini tour of like Akron, um, Cleveland, and um, I can't remember the third. Well, they came to Detroit too. So, anyway, um, we did like this mini tour in our cars um, of Ohio and with the Bizarros. And it was
0: just, it was really great. So, that's really. One of those gigs was the first one.
2: Yeah, the one in the one in Akron was the okay.
0: first one. Okay, and you're saying it was a success.
2: Oh yeah, it was great. It was it was so much fun, and people had I couldn't believe it. There was such a like reaction to it. Like there were people were kind of like, "Whoa!" Like this is I haven't heard anything like this before. Or like band, I don't know people. Thought it was very interesting because it was like no wave, but like not in the way where in the you know early 2000s, like late 90s, etc. Like there was a bunch of cool people that were like kind of um doing sort of no wave ish stuff, but it was also sort of like jazz and they could play really well. Like we were like dumb, dumb, like caveman no wave <laughs> <you know>, vibe. <five.
0: laughs> well, like on the Teenage Jesus and the Jerk record, it's got Bradley. Delp, right? Uh, Bass. And then I think Jim, Big Jim, was. It it just says drum. It's not not drums, right? right. He just played a fucking snare drum. (laughs) Right. Okay, let me play this uh, more Taiwan housing project. We'll learn about them. last music for this edition. Taiwan Housing Project, Charitable Fiend. That's trippy. (laughs) Uh, Stowe Carter Project with Quarta Storia Quinta Storia, huh? Fourth story, fifth story. And then uh, Taiwan Housing Project finally, behind the green curtain, not the green door, people. Clean your mind up. (laughs) Tell me, enlighten us to Taiwan Housing Project.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you want to know?
0: <laughs> How did it happen? Well, it happened after Little Claw. Uh
2: Yeah, so um, I lived in Th- Thailand for almost a year. And then I came back to the States, and I, I was staying with my mom in Delaware. My mom's from Delaware, and um, she moved back there after my parents' divorce, and I graduated high school and all that. So anyway, I was staying with my mom and then um I moved I when I finally like you know found a place and whatnot and a job I, I moved to Philly and um that was within a really short period of time so that's like a couple months or something. So anyway, I my friend here, Tom Lax, who runs Silbury's Records, introduced me to um well actually so I guess my friends were coming here to play. They were on tour. They're called Sad Horse. They're from um, Portland, and they're a great um, duo. And they wanted me to open for them, like do a solo set. And so um, I, I, I asked Tom. You know, he helped me find like a kind of backing band. And he also set up the show and put um, Mark Feehan on the bill doing a solo set, who used to be in Harry Pussy and does a lot of really awesome um, solo stuff. And put and Tom put out his first solo record. Um, so anyway, like uh, Marky and I met each other at the show we played together, and we were both really into what the other was doing, and like started talking about like Mark's really into like uh, ancient roman history and like latin and stuff and i studied latin and i don't know we started talking about catalysts and shit like that (laughs) and uh roman poetry and anyway we just hit it off because we just hit it off and so we started i started going over to his apartment and we started recording stuff um, on the computer and putting it on, I believe SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud. Um, and we just, at some point we like suddenly had like a decent amount of songs, you know, cause sometimes we'd record like three songs in a night. Like we were just really prolific with it. And, um, and yeah, people started and then it was weird cause it was just a SoundCloud account. And then people started like, um, Oh, and then we ke- we came up with a we had to name it something, right, to put it on SoundCloud. So we're like, I had been telling him about these like pod, these pod houses that were on the shorefront in uh in Taiwan that had been these like luxury, like sort of like experimental, weird, like um they were like uh you know uh Northern Europe designed like bubble pod homes that were like primary colors and shit and they had they had failed they had failed miserably they fell into disrepair and nobody ever moved into them because nobody that had a lot of money they were these luxury homes nobody that had a lot of money i
0: think we call it
2: yeah nobody wanted to like to uh vacation in on the shores of of taiwan that had money in taiwan they wanted to go somewhere tropical somewhere else you know and so anyway anyway yeah they became squat they became squats they yeah, they they, right. they were squatted by people and anyway i was just really taken by that um i think it's a great uh just illustration
0: of, but at the, um, is there still uh, taiwan housing project stuff coming out because you say you got little claw stuff coming out so are they oh, both yes. uh ongoing concerns yes.
2: oh yeah yeah so so yeah we're still going and it started out as just a recording project which is why it ended up with project on the end kind of a stupid pun but um but yeah so so we just we we put out a cdr and then uh of our stuff that was from soundcloud because suddenly like some people were like putting it on best of list, like be- year end best of lists and we were like oh okay it was just like a soundcloud account <laughs> oh, wow. and um
0: that shows to go you you never know
2: yeah, no, so you don't. So let the free
0: flag just, fly. Man, I wish I like could cool talk to were... you for the next week about this, but we're out of time, Kylan.
1: Such oh, okay.
0: I'm so sorry. But look, oh, no. you get more of this Taiwan Housing Project, more of this Little Claw. Come back on the show, please. Yeah, I'd okay. love to. Thank you so much. People, it's been October 27, 2021 Dishwap. So keep your powder dry.